The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the early edge on this glorious, glorious Saturday, Christmas Eve. And all of you have decided to spend your morning with us. And you know it's a special Saturday if I'm working on my only day off of the week, but I wouldn't miss it for the world. So today's going to be kind of an expanded show. We'll do our normal morning show, and then we're going to go through every single NFL game there is today. It's a full slate. It's like a Sunday. So we're going to put the two shows together just for you. Now, before we look forward, as always, we must look back yesterday not a bad day at the brand, kind of like, you know, ho-hum, you know. But, uh, yeah, NBA last night. How about not scoring in the fourth quarter? Bucks, Nets, thank you. Blazers, Nuggets, thank you. But it's one of those days everybody else is picking me up. Now, as always, hit that like button for us because I need to get to a certain number because we're going to give you something. For those of you who never watch the evening shows, we got a little extra added bonus for you. Kind of get Looks like we lost coach, guys, but it looks like talking about the evening shows here. You, you can see on the screen right now, you hit the bell icon, subscribe at YouTube, leave a like if you enjoy, enable the notifications if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And now we have coach back. Coach, take it away. Oh, my God. I, I want you to keep going, please. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. But you guys are seeing what we're dealing with. There is weather. There is issues all over the country. Tech is an issue this morning. AB was supposed to be here. He got blacked out. So just work with us, bear with us, and we'll get through the whole thing. So let's bring in the stars of the show. You see him right now. We're going five wide on Christmas Eve. You just heard the stoic one. He runs everything, NFL. He had to be here today. R.J. White. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's it's even cold in Florida, although we're not dealing with the conditions everyone else is, so I'm not going to complain too much. The worst we got here is frozen iguanas can fall out of trees. <laughs> you have to watch your head because they fall down, they're not dead, and then like once we thaw out a little bit, they just pick up and, and run away, which scares the hell out of some kids. But it's pretty it gets pretty crazy here, but that's the worst we get down here. Wow, that's a little added bonus storyline from RJ White this morning. I kind of want to go and see that, to be honest with you. All right, next, she's done an amazing job of facilitating something this morning that I'll get to in just a moment. But on Christmas Eve, without any NHL, she is still here. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ice Queen, Allie, good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm happy to spend Christmas with all my sports line people. But, um, yeah, hope everyone has a good day. 
You're damn right. Sports line Caesars coming together here in just a moment. Now, next, you see him all over our college football previews all year long, and we're stoked that he's here on Christmas Eve. Michael Roberts, good morning, sir. Good morning. What a beautiful lineup you guys have here. This is amazing. Merry Christmas to everybody. And everybody, please be safe out there uh, and enjoy some football. Stay inside. Don't No need to get out. No need to get out. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I, I joke about it all the time, but Mikey and AB live in the same city. I say penthouse level. I say eight floors below. And today is a perfect reason why. M squared, good morning. You, sir, are in a building that will not be blacked out in Nashville, Tennessee. That is correct. No blackouts down here. Coach, <laughs> good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas Eve here. Great to be here. Love, love, love the weather we have today because you know I love betting the under. Fantastic day for me. Yes, you do. And Mikey has been in his lab all night long. Hit the like button for me because those of you, I just said it, that don't know what we do on the evening show. We got a little special. We call it the donkey on the morning show today. And of course, Mikey will be here to break down all of the NFL games with RJ later in the morning. But let's get into it now. Oh, wait a second. Now, I told you what Allie's been doing. So if you go to Caesars app, Here's what we have for you. We went around to everybody in the Early Edge family today, and we put together a very special Caesars Sportsbook boost just for you. Look at all of that. Write it all down. Go to the app, play, plus 2300 a $10 bet just for fun. We'll win you $230. Caesars called, Allie called, and we answered the phone. So take that in and play it, and let's all cash. We'll call that like a mini donkey today. All right. I love it. Allie, thank you very much. That was amazing by what you helped us put together. All right. Now, and Allie even has a football pick today. So before we get to those picks, uh, storylines that could affect the betting lines today. And I got to tell you, RJ, me, you, Mikey, we do the mega preview on Tuesday, and we had no idea what it would look like today. But what a week it's been for the Eagles and the Cowboys. Start us off. Yeah, the big storyline is the weather. Mike's going to get into that in a minute. I want to talk about Eagles-Cowboys. Dallas was minus one on the look-ahead, which was kind of surprising considering Philly is the best team in the league. So even on the road, you know, I don't know that they should be underdogs. Reopened one and a half on Sunday night. Jalen Hurts got banged up in that game. Buzz built about an injury on Monday. Line got as high as six and a half in a few spots on Monday and then six everywhere else. The market thought that was too high with Minshew being a quality quarterback, plus a little bit of coach speak that Hurts might play. Got down to four and a half on Tuesday. Thursday, Hertz ruled out in the morning. Line goes back up to six. Market says, no, no, no. Minshew's actually pretty solid. Goes back down as low as four in some spots. Four and a half at others now. That's where it's sitting. Power ratings-wise, I think the line of six was fair. I have the Eagles rated as a plus three team with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, which is where I have San Francisco Brock Purdy. Similar situation. I think San Francisco's a little better on defense. I think Minshew's a more proven quarterback than Purdy. Um, but I'm not rushing to play Dallas in a massive divisional game here. Six probably is too too much, even though that's where my power ratings put it. I can't wait to break this game down a little bit later on in the show, but this has been one of the many games that we really just don't know what could happen today. But we know in Dallas, the weather will not be an issue. But Micah, around the country, we're already seeing it in the chat. So many people said, hey, here, we're having power outages. Here, it's icy. Here, it's freezing. This is going to be an interesting day. What do you got? Yeah, uh, once in a generation storm are you kidding me this is crazy bomb cyclone arctic blast polar tsunami all kinds of names it's great clever but it makes for good football good under 
weather, I think we'll see here. Uh, right now, Cleveland, we're looking at six degrees, 37 percent chance of rain and 28 mile per hour winds. That total shot from 34 and a half to 32. You got the Lions and Panthers. Not so much. You don't not hearing too much about Charlotte. But 20 degrees, 11 mile per hour wind and 43 and a half the total from 44 and a half. And in New England, you've got 15 degrees, 16 mile per hour winds, total 42 and Chicago, this one here, six degrees, 22 mile per hour winds. You're thinking the quarterbacks maybe do a little battle there. That total has dropped from uh, 40 and a half. Well, it's still 40 and a half. And you've got, uh, let's see, Kansas City, 16 and 11 mile per hour winds. Um, total there is 50. That's gone up a little bit. And the Ravens, this is one here, 15 mile per hour winds, 17 degrees, total 34 and a half down from 39 and a half. And then the big one with the Raiders and Steelers tonight, 12 degrees, 11% uh, chance of precipitation, 16 mile per hour winds. That total has dropped from 41 to 38. So obviously the books are saying, you know, the weather weather means three points or so, four points, but maybe, maybe needs a little more. Yeah, exactly. Now, Daniel in the chat says, hey, it's just cold weather. It's not the end of the world. Daniel, we are a sports betting show. This affects a lot of the sports betting slower. that we're doing. Yes, Micah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, as many of you know, this is powered, as always, by Sportsline. If you're not a Sportsline member yet, what are you doing? But it's a Christmas holiday. You could gift somebody a year-long membership. It'll cost you a thousand. No, it won't. We charge you $10 a month. That's it. The best value in sports betting, and it's not close. But I'm going to do you one better on this incredible Christmas Eve. Use a promo code early, and I'm going to give you 30 days for free. All of the NFL playoffs, all of the college football playoffs, all of it, all of it for $0. My Christmas gift to you. All right, let's get into our board for the day. And I, I tell you what, RJ, you did such a good job of hosting for me this morning. When I had my power knocked out, I would love to start with some gritty, some gutty NFL picks right here, right now. You, sir, are up first. Let's go Steelers, minus two. This line came down. It got to three at some points. It was two and a half a lot of the week. It's two and now. Uh, New England's offense ran all over Vegas' defense. Pittsburgh's offense has 150-plus rush yard, three of the last four. They're built for this type of game. Their defense is also elite versus the run. That will put the ball in Derek Carr's hands, where you do not want them when the temperatures are freezing. He's 0-4, 1-7, below 40 degrees. So this is a great time to fade Carr anyway. And then you get to the emotion around the night, honoring Franco Harris, who just passed away this week, honoring the Immaculate Reception, the 50th anniversary of that, which is why you get this game in, in prime time on uh, on Christmas Eve. So the crowd's going to be pumped here even more than they usually are for a Pittsburgh game. And Pittsburgh already has a huge coaching advantage as well. I think they're going to win this game. Minus two, it, it's, it seems like too little to lay. So I'm laying that. I also have the under 32 and a half in that Saints-Browns game. Cold, it, you know, people talk about the cold. Oh, it's just cold. Well, it's incredibly windy there. And when you get the cold mixed with that type of wind, you get these very low scoring games, these 14 to three, you know, to 10 to seven type of games. So I think that's going to what we're going to see here. Then you look at these two offenses. New Orleans, their best outdoor game was 16 points at Tampa. Otherwise, they, they scored 14, 13, 10, and 0, averaging just over 10 points per game outdoors. 
Cleveland's offense looks terrible with Deshaun Watson, two touchdowns in three games. Offensively, they had that that crazy Houston game where they scored a bunch of non-offensive touchdowns. Um, but that offense isn't working. So with these bad offenses, I mean, it might be a, a you know a, a ten to seven type of game, even you know in good weather. And and we're not going to get that here. So I like the under in that game, even at thirty-two. And you can find some thirty-two and a halfs out there. So I would play it at thirty-two and a half. Third pick is a prop. Richie James going over three and a half receptions. You can find minus one ten out there. Um, he has at least four catches and or four targets and five receptions in all five games um, where he's had a 70% snap rate. That's four starts plus one that first game of the season where he had, was pressed into more duty than he thought. Um, Vikings allowed the second most pass yards in the league. Dayball, even though the Giants don't pass the ball a ton, Dayball is a very smart offensive coach. He knows where to exploit weaknesses, and he's going to do that with these Vikings. I also like Daniel Jones going over 228 and a half pass yards, which is higher than he usually throws with that same theory. But this feels more solid playing the James over three and a half receptions just because of his history with a 70% snap rate. Now, before two weeks ago, you could have got two of those picks on Sportsline, but not the other one. But RJ, now, please enlighten them. We have a lot of new people tuning in today. Can you get the prop you just gave at Sportsline? You can now get props in the tool at Sportsline and under, you know, you subscribe to your um, the experts as usual and you will get those picks when they make them. Um, you know, we, we put that in, I believe, middle of last week. So it's been fun. You know, we're working on still a little bit with the streaks, how to display the streaks correctly, but you'll at least be able to see the plays um, as they make them, which I know is a huge deal for people like prop stars where you're trying to get out in front of the number. He's going to lock them in and you can lock them in at the same time before you even get to the show sometimes. Yeah, but you've got to be a Sportsline member to lock those numbers in and get them before anybody else. And those of you who have been riding with us, rolling with us, you know how important that is, especially for props. Now, one prop better you won't see on the NFL page is Alabama. However, it's Christmas Eve. So I said, could you give us a prop that maybe we could put into the Caesars boost and you could give out on the show? And so, Allie, for the first time ever, an NFL prop. Talk to me. Yep. So I do have an NFL prop today. So I'm going to go with Darius Slayton, longest reception over 21 and a half yards at minus 125. Um, he's leading the team in air yards and um, average depth of target. So this could be a nice matchup against a Viking pass defense. That's 27th in passing DVOA. And they've given up the second most yards to opposing wide receivers this season. So playing on a dome and on a fast track, Slayton, I think he'll get a few opportunities to make some big plays in a game that Giants are likely to be trailing. Depth of target somewhere, prop stars just has his hand over his heart, and it just means so much to him that you delivered that so strongly. All right, so Darius Slayton, longest reception over. Let me check 21 and a half yards. Allie, thank you very much. And again, thank you for the boost. Now, my man AB, we were supposed to go six wide this morning, but he is in a rolling blackout in the janitor's closet. So he has three big picks today, and maybe it's better that I give them out anyway. He's been kind of cold. But today, he's going to be red hot. So we're going to go with Derrick Henry over 12 and a half receiving yards. We cast this a week ago. This is an easy number, especially when you have a backup quarterback and you're just looking to dink and dunk. Dak Prescott to throw at least one interception. It's the Eagles defense. Enough said. And then Adam Thielen's longest reception over 19 and a half yards. Same play that Allie just gave out for the Vikings. They're going to have a lot of running around to do today. We love Thielen to get at least one 20-yard reception. All right. Micah Roberts, we have arrived at that time for you to enlighten us. I don't want one play. Could you give me two? You got it, Coach. We're going to start out with uh, Tennessee, the under 35 and a half. I think that the total, even without the weather, would be hard-pressed to get that high. And that's based on the, tech, uh, the Tennessee Titans. I think they've gone an approach 
they've looked at them losing four straight, and they need we need to run the ball more. Run the ball more. Perfect situation. Now Tannehill's out. It's not perfect for them, but perfect for the Titans, I think, because they're just going to run the ball, I believe. And the dunks, short dunks, you mentioned Henry getting over receiving yards is probably a good play and right in line with what I'm thinking here. Cold game, run the ball, run Henry, run Willis. And I also bet Willis under 125 and a half passing yards because, you know, we saw them almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs. He had like 58 yards passing and two of the games he didn't get over 100 yards when he started. So that's what I'm looking at there. Texans have lost their last nine, uh, but I'm not so sold on the Titans themselves laying the three minus 20. And that's just because the Texans have shown some heart the last two weeks covering against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Uh, so just the under on that game there. Then we're going to go to Pittsburgh here. Money line, $1.30, lay in that there. I think with Kenny Pickett back in the game, he's so much smoother than Trubisky, uh, runs the, the game well, and, and the running game gets involved when he's in there. It's just a nice operation that he runs there. I think the Steelers are going to be in good shape here. But most importantly, the Raiders, um, very fortunate to win that last game. They lost the other game to the, to the Rams, so they're 4-1 and one in their last five but they should have lost their last two coming into this game. And the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, Franco Harris passing, this is the main point to betting the Steelers in this game. Mike Tomlin will have his guys ready than they've ever been all season long for this. This moment, Steelers family, a part of Pittsburgh died, and they will respond with a win. Steelers get the win. I think for a lot of our young viewers they need to understand just how big of a deal Franco Harris was and yeah. has continued to be in Pittsburgh I do not see a scenario where the Steelers don't come out tonight and are hyped through the roof I love the money line I love the minus two simpatico is Micah and the stoic one RJ blank all right now <clears throat> oh look at KC says Allie does NFL wow see Allie just like that you're an NFL capper there you go all right, now many of you just tune in to the morning show. Many of you just tune in to the evening show. Now, in the evening show, we do this thing called the same game, Carlay, because a lot of other brands won't tell you this. You're allowed to have fun when you're doing sports betting. It's allowed. So this is a fun bet, but also it's a very calculated, and it's a very well-thought-out same game parlay. We do it every single primetime show. So, Mikey, I thought it'd be cool to do a donkey on the morning show just to kind of give people an idea of what we're all about. Would you mind doing that for us this morning? Yes, we've got a donkey here. It is not a traditional donkey. It is not a same game parlay. We've thrown together several games here, uh, but it is a situation I'll like. I'll start by telling you it's all unders. We're taking unders in a lot of games. So looking at the NFL, though, games with 10 plus mile per hour wins over the last two seasons are now 92 60 and one for 61% towards the under, not factoring in the cold at all in this particular spot. Here we go. Five games. We're going under 40 in Bills at Bears, under 41 in Cincinnati at the Patriots, under 32 or 32 and a half at the Saints and Browns, under 35 in Falcons Ravens, and under 38 in Raiders Steelers. All of those together plus 2493 essentially plus 2500 on that ticket and then we're also going to put these all in a teaser it'll be the same five leg teaser six point teaser 
You add six points to each one of those. The payout on that is going to be plus 400. Don't typically recommend teasing totals. If you followed me for a while, you know that we do not tease totals. However, I'm okay breaking the rule in this particular spot because three of the games get us through some relatively key numbers. Most notably, the Saints and Browns game, teasing that gets you up to 38 or 38 and a half, keeping you alive with the 20 to 17 final score. Should that game shoot out, that's what a shootout would look like in that weather. Um, yeah, there they are, plus 400 on the second one. I absolutely love it. We will have graphically here in a second, so you can write them all down and have plenty. Now, here's here's the nice thing about the donkey this morning. They have time, a lot of time to get it in. Normally at night, we're like cranking. You got like 10 minutes, but this is very special. And thank you to M Squared for putting together both the mini donkey teaser and the mini donkey parlay. All right. As I look at my notes, <clears throat> grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the early recap, and it looks absolutely glorious m squared here's his straight picks remember we started this on tuesday okay and if you stick around we're gonna go through every single nfl game and mikey will explain these picks to you but eagles packers vikings and the teaser ravens and the 49ers a b the three i just gave out derrick henry over 12 and a half receiving yards dak prescott to throw an interception and adam thielen longest reception over 19 and a half yards maestro he's on assignment but still sent in two big picks travis kelsey over five and a half catches Titans minus three stoic one again we'll go through all of these in a moment Lions Bears Steelers Saints Browns under teaser then Allie first ever NFL play on the show Darius Slayton longest reception over 21 and a half yards then Micah two big plays Texans Titans under 35 and a half Steelers money line minus 130 oh that's a great start and then there's all of the props from the prop show chip Henry Hunt from big pick energy Friday what does this show it shows that we're a crew we stick together. We grind. So we don't want you to bet all of these. Take the information. Use it to the best of your ability. And then make the picks that you like based off of what my cappers tell you. That's what the business is all about. All right. Allie, Micah, Merry Christmas Eve. Thank you guys for working today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay? Thanks, Coach. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Ah, that's Allie and Micah. So thrilled they came on this morning. They will be exiting stage left. But we are not done. We are far from being done. No, it's one of the rare, rare years that we get a full slate on a Saturday Christmas Eve. And the fact that we get to work at CBS is an even bigger, bigger bonus. And today, all kinds of NFL at the network. This weekend, the NFL on CBS decks the halls with football. Happy holidays from the NFL on CBS. Oh, you're damn right. Let's get into it now we tell you all the time tuesdays is our biggest mega preview biggest day of the nfl week because lines are always changing maybe never more so gentlemen than this week because of the weather that we have already documented so let's get into it game number one and mikey i'm starting with you because one of your plays is in this game it is frigid frigid in the windy city chicago the bills are laying a robust nine the total 40 and a half mikey what do you like in this one uh, just the, the under in the uh, parlay is the only thing I like yeah. in this one. Um, yeah, I play the under in this game, play the under in every single weather game that is 10 plus miles per hour and this kind of uh, temperature out there, but nothing that I like in the game in particular. 
Okay. Uh, RJ, now the Bills, we know, they're your team, Chiefs, for me and Mikey's team. And they have not been the cover machine that we have seen from them early in the year. What do you make of this number? Yeah, they've won by more than eight just once since week eight, and the defense struggled against Miami's rush offense. We know the Bears are going to come in and want to run the ball. I played it at plus nine early in the week. It's come down to eight. Um, when the wind here, interestingly, could be nearly as bad as the Browns game, where everybody, you know, 32 and a half, lowest total ever, people have been talking about. Um, and this one's up at 40. So it seems like there's giving a little bit of allowance to Josh Allen's big arm. That massive wind game he played uh, against New England, I believe it was 14-10, and, and I believe the Bills scored 10. So it's not like he was impervious to the wind in that game. So the biggest home loss for Chicago has had was by nine, um, and that was in a game they were neck and neck with Green Bay the whole game. Green Bay ran that Christian Watson run that was like 60 yards or 40 yards or something, and, and uh, that covered for them, got to nine. Um, so, I, you know, you take that away, and it was still a close game that Chicago played at home. So they're very good at home. They're getting Khalil Herbert back. Uh, this game is going to be predicated on rushing, so he's going to make a big difference there. Um, so I, I, even at minus eight, that's the perfect tease number for the Bills. I didn't want to do it because this just seems like the Bears could get get to running the ball, do what they want to do offensively, and make this a, a coin flip game at the end. No, you're exactly right. Mikey, let me come back to you quickly. We talk about running the ball. There's been a few quarterbacks that we have been locked into because they're rushing prop. They have just been blasting it every single week. And Justin Fields is one of those quarterbacks. Is this projected to be a good day for him with his legs? Uh, I mean, I think that he's clearly got the upside. I'm not going to take his unders by any means. Uh, I'm mostly just staying off of it. I'm very interested on Khalil Herbert mixing back in if he takes away a few carries from uh, fields in this particular spot that and just I think the game moves a lot slower overall I think we see Buffalo run the ball a lot more so I think the possessions will be slightly more limited in the game um, so for all those reasons I'm not going to take the over on it but there's no way I'm taking the under for sure I can tell you that all right very very good uh Brandon gents did you already make a play on the Lions game I just joined no this is an expanded show we just started the NFL talk so you haven't missed very much of anything Get here on time next time. All right, game number two. And this one screams, as RJ just said, maybe 10-7-7-6. It's going to be ugly in Cleveland. It is ice cold, and this matters. Browns are laying two and a half. It's been around two and a half for three guys uh, all week. Total, 32, as RJ said. Some places, 32 and a half. So you're both on the under here. But, RJ, let me start with you. Is there any scenario that you see that this could be an offensive game for anybody. I mean, uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, if, if you're going by what the Saints should do, it should be a Taysom Hill game. Throw him at quarterback so you don't have to throw it. He can run his package of plays where you're doing some, you know, some run pass options or handing him off or get it to Kamara on the edge or let him run. Um, so there's a lot of things you could do there. <clears throat> they are down their top two receivers. Olave's out for this game as well. So it just makes sense to make it more of a run-focused game for the Saints. And then Browns-wise, Deshaun Watson has been struggling. Maybe he thinks that he can be the hero in this game. And, and combat the win and throw the ball a little bit. I'm not sure that makes sense with Nick Chubb, you know, healthy. He missed the first two two practices of the week, but he seems fine now. So uh, he didn't get a uh, injury tag. So it looks like he's going to play. I think uh, the the prop market is kind of saying it might be a Taysom Hill game. His over-under on rushing yards is 45 and a half, and it's minus 137 to the over at, uh, at Caesars. So it does look like People are expecting 50-plus rush yards from Taysom Hill, one of those games where he kind of dominates the touches more than more than uh, Andy Dalton throwing the ball. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. And, Mikey, uh, Nick Chubb's number is 83-and-a-half, and this feels like a game where – and I know we have Kareem Hunt, but they, they could just turn around and hand it off to him for four quarters. 
Yeah, I mean, they likely will. They'll turn around and hand it off. The issue with it is, is the boxes will be stacked today because there will not be a lot of throwing in this game. Uh, so the efficiency should take a pretty big hit. Um, you know, I, I don't mind going over there if you really like it. I do still expect them to escape with the win uh, and kind of ice the game out there. The issue with it is, is, you know, we're, we're not kicking any field goals in this game. For, definitely not anything beyond probably 35 yards. Um mm -hmm. Passing game definitely going to be impacted. You look at, you know, if you watch the NFL last year, remember the game with the Bills and the Patriots where the Patriots didn't even attempt to throw the football at all? Yes. We're approaching that kind of territory on this game and the Chicago game weather-wise. Uh, it's no. not quite that extreme, but it, it's close enough. Um, you know, a team like the Saints, honestly, Andy Dalton shouldn't see the field today. He will, but he shouldn't. It, it should be a Taysom Hill game 100% of the way, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see if they're sharp enough to do that. If they are, I might look to potentially be betting them in game at plus three, plus four and a half if they fall behind, things like that. Um, yeah, it's under all day here for me in this one. And you heard Mikey talk <clears throat> about live betting. There's a lot of you that are new into the chat. You come here to learn. I'm telling you right now, live betting is all the rage, and it's a great way to cash tickets, but you got to know what you're doing. I encourage you to follow Mikey on social media. He is the best that I know on in-game live betting. But be very careful. You got to be watching the game live also. Don't just look at the score. All right. Game number three. And this number, guys, has continued to move, continued to drop. And, Mikey, I'm going to start with you because you are there in Nashville. You live there. You know what the weather is like. It's down to three for the Titans. Total 37. Micah likes the under at 35 and a half in this game. A.B. likes Derrick Henry to go over 12 and a half uh, receiving yards at minus 115. The same bet we cashed a week ago. Mikey, what are we looking like there in Nashville? Yeah, it's cold. Uh, you know, it's cold everywhere across the country. It is warming up a little bit, though. We've got a lot of sunshine right now. Uh, we might see things move up into the 20s. It's still going to be very, very cold. The wind is calm. Um, not comfortable at all, though. It's difficult to, to run in this air. It's difficult to move in the air. Um, you know, the athletes, they can handle it, but it's not comfortable. It's not fun for anyone. Expect a heavy, heavy dose of Derrick Henry. I uh, love pretty much every over on Henry, whether it's scoring touchdowns, rushing attempts, receiving yards, rushing yards. It should be a ton of Derrick Henry in this particular spot. Um, you know, I, I might speculate live in game on some stuff with Malik Willis. I think that everyone knows Henry gets the ball so much that he might have the opportunity for a big play on his own. But uh, it, it's mostly Titans lean under lean. Um, not going to touch it where at this current total, because there is a lack of wind, you can still throw the football in this game. Uh, we'll see how much they want to do it, but that's mostly uh, my concern there. That, and I think that the uh, the turnover is definitely in play here in this one. So I want to lean under heavily on this game. I almost included it in the parlay. I left it out. Um, if you love it, feel free to add it in there, but I think that uh, I'm going to wait and bet this one live. All right, Jason says, absolutely. We also need a live mic feed during the games. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. That might be coming. That might be coming. I'm not kidding. Brock says, this type of show is slowly becoming the most important show of the week. We talked about it doing it this way. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Now, RJ, Mikey just talked about he loves all the Derrick Henry props. I can confidently say I've never seen this number in my career. And I'm talking about the juice on the number. 116 and a half is just his rushing number. His combo number is 131 and a half, but his rushing is juiced, at least at my book, to minus 160. What do we do, RJ? 
Yeah, the impetus there is going to be play his over. He's got over 200-plus rush yards in each of his last four games against Houston. So this is just a trend that everybody's identifying. Houston can't defend the run. Um, he's going to go for his 30 carries, 200-plus yard game. Tennessee outgained Houston 354 to 161 in yards with Willis at quarterback in his first start earlier in the year. Just had 40 net pass, pass yards in that game, 314 rush yards as a team. We know most of those will go to Henry if they do something similar here. My only concern with, with um, Tennessee being super run-focused in this game is that now we know it, there was a report out today, Ryan Tan Hill looks like he's not going to be back for the regular season. He's probably not going to be back for the postseason with his injury. So at some point, the kid gloves have to come off with Willis. He's going to have to throw the ball at some point. You're not going to win games. You can do here and there, play him one or two games, run heavy, kind of mask what he is. But at some point, you have to open up the offense and throw the ball. So will that come here as a surprise against the Texans in a game they're supposed to win? I don't know. You know, if they're controlling the game, probably not. But uh, he's going to have to throw the ball at some point. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Houston has been fighting the last few weeks. They were outgained by about 300 yards against Kansas City. That game should not have been a, a overtime type of game. Kansas City should have won that game by 20. So if that's the team we get here, uh, Tennessee could run a, run away with this one. I like Larry's play of minus three. I also, liked, I also have Tennessee as a minus three play on the site. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's a lot of great information right there. And you talk about how low the number is from Leek Willis. Do you have the guts to play, Mikey, and under at 121 and a half? Yeah, only if you have the ability to live bet, um, you know, and maybe take a live over if you see the Titans are not winning the game uh, and they have to throw. Um, but yeah, I, I like the under there. I, I'd be shocked if he had 100 yards passing in this game. Okay, very good. Shocked, and I would be too. All right, moving on to the next game. And me and Mikey, we love wearing our Chiefs pride on our chest, just like RJ does with his bills. But it does not mean that we are not objective. And Mikey, this is the worst against the spread team maybe in the last 10 years. They're awful at covering the spread. And today against a Seahawks team that we know can score – in a very chilly arrowhead, the number now, and all these numbers have been moving, so we're going to try to give you the up-to-the-minute number. It's now at 10, just changed to 10. 50 and a half is the total. Your thoughts, Mikey? Yeah, I can't say that I agree with the total moving. Um, I, I kind of like the under in this spot already. Chief does as well. He says the dogs are barking here against his team. Uh, you know, we... I think the number should be 47 on the total personally. Um, yes, these offenses can get there. Kansas City's terrible defending the pass. They can score at will. However, 
it's very, very cold. It is still windy. Kansas City is still very good at having drives to eat half a quarter to three quarters of a quarter at a time. Um, I, I like the under in this particular spot. And as far as them covering the spread, not going to touch it. I do think that they find a way, you know, at, at 10, the back door is wide open, especially in a game with the weather conditions like this. Uh, so I'm not going to bet them to cover. They've actually, you know, I, you know, I don't like trends very much. I want to read one trend because it's a yeah. trend since 1970 with the Kansas City Chiefs. This team is 16-31-2 against the spread when they are double-digit favorites. That is terrible. 33%. Ugh. Since 1970. Ugh. It's just, yeah. I mean, it just tells you how hard it is to cover a double-digit spread in this yeah. league. It's more of an, you know, talking about the league, not necessarily them. Uh, but they've been one of the worst at it. And it's it's just difficult for anyone to do. It, that's very very hard to do. It's it's hard to do that. And RJ, that's a great nugget from Mikey. But despite the against the spread disaster that the Chiefs have been, they're still tied for the number one seed in the AFC at eleven and three. So they're winning games. They're just not covering. What do you see from just the game today? They see the defense that's struggling. They gave up 52 points to Denver and Houston the last two weeks. I know that Denver game turnovers played a part there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes started to give the game away in the second half a little bit, throw some interceptions. He had set Denver up with some short fields. That didn't quite happen against Houston. I don't think he had any interceptions. Maybe they had a few fumbles. But they just need to stop turning the ball over and, and, and putting their defense in bad situations. But the defense isn't playing that well either, especially against pretty good – and, you know, I, you get a step up here with the Seahawks offense. I know Tyler Lockett is out. That is a huge missing part of their offense. Um, so we'll see how they handle that. They had a lot of guys questionable in uh, in terms of skill position on the uh, the injury report, talking about like Ken Walker, DJ Dallas, Noah Fant, um, I, all those guys questionable. Marquise Goodwin. I think they're all supposed to play, but we'll see how how uh, the the uh, very cold weather affects them because when you're injured and you're playing on the it just gets you know ten times worse. You know when you're trying to play through an injury in super cold weather. Um, the only game Seattle lost by more than seven were against the elite San Francisco defense. I think against mediocre to to bad defenses, which is what Kansas City's been the last few weeks. Uh, they can backdoor cover here, and I think that's what the total is saying that they're expecting more points in this game with the wind not being a factor and Kansas City's defense being a little bit easier to score on the last few weeks. No doubt about it. Great analysis from both Mikey and RJ, but they are not the only ones weighing in on this game. From our prop show on Friday, if you didn't get a chance to catch it, see us on Juju Smith-Schuster over four and a half catches at minus 135 if you feel so inclined. And then prop stars, he loves this week for Travis Kelsey. Uh, when he gave it out, it was 76 and a half. I honestly have not looked at the number uh, currently, but that's where it was when we gave it out yesterday on the props show. And I just gave away my list of, are you kidding me right now? All right. It's not easy hosting the show. All right. Moving on to the next game. And again, this is, these are all one o'clock games. And I'll tell you when we transfer to the four o'clock games. This is another game, gentlemen, that the number has moved in the last two hours. It's now Vikings four, the total 48. AB is on Adam Thielen's longest reception over 19 and a half yards. RJ, what do you like in this game? Yeah, I have, I have Richie James over three and a half receptions, like I said earlier. I think this is going to be a pass game for Giants, so I like all these overs on, on the Giants props. Um, they're not a very good pass offense. I believe they've had top 200 pass yards three times all year, but Ryan Dayball is the X factor there. He, he's he been able to muddy up games and win some games that Giants probably shouldn't have won based on his game plan, sticking to the run, running the offense through Saquon Barkley. You don't do that against this Minnesota defense. They're, they're second worst in the league, uh, second most pass yards allowed in the league. Um, their defense struggles against any competition 
competent pass offense and sometimes even not competent pass offenses. We saw Indy jump out to a 33 to nothing lead against them, even after losing Jonathan Taylor. So it seems like the Giants will have some success offensively here. And I know that they've struggled, especially the last month. They played a lot of NFC East teams. I believe their last four were against NFC East teams. One, three and one straight up in against the NFC East this year, seven and two outside their division. I know these are two teams the market's trying to both fade. They don't believe in the Giants. They didn't believe in the Giants earlier this year. Definitely haven't believed in the fight for the Vikings since at least week four or five. They keep fading them. So I think that's why this line is kind of push-pull. Do you make it as high as five? Do you make it down to three? I think four is probably as high as you make it. At that point, I'm leaning Giants, and, and I do like their passing props. Yeah, I tell you what, their front four really defensively really impressed me last week uh, against the, the commanders. Now, Sean in the chat says, what do we think about Richie James? Talked about him. And Osborne here. Osborne is 35 and a half potential ladders. It was the last game a fluke. Mikey, I ask you that question. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you can call it a fluke. You can call it it's more a product of just the game script. Uh, you know, they, they were trailing massively. The Colts were essentially mm -hmm. playing prevent defense for half the game. Uh, that's where a lot of the workload came from. Um, Osborne, you know, he's flashed the upside, but he's certainly not going to be a priority. Um, it's going to be a lot of Justin Jefferson. I think Hawkinson gets involved a lot more in this particular matchup as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like playing a ton of Osborne there. I think that it's, you know, if you're going to do that, I would honestly look at his longest reception over, um, what's more happen is he's likely to have one big play in that game. Um, as far as this game itself though, I, I played the Vikings minus three on Tuesday. I did pay minus minus one fifteen on it. Um, I, I loved it at that price. I think it's, you know, you, very likely they win by a field goal or more. Um, I'm not going to play it above that, though. At this point, I do think that uh, it's tightened up. I love the Giants and DFS today. I have a ton of them. Uh, I think they're going to have all the opportunity in the world to rack up stats. I'd be more focused on their player props than them actually winning the game or covering the spread personally. Um, look, Minnesota's excellent in the passing game with they got a guy like Justin Jefferson, right? I think Dalvin Cook will have a little success as well. Where Minnesota is vulnerable, as we all know, is through the air. That's definitely the Giants' weakest part of the team is the passing game right now. However, they mm -hmm. have an excellent, excellent coaching staff. I think they will be able to scheme things open enough to at least put drives together. Whether or not they convert those drives into a touchdown or not, we will see. Uh, but I do think they'll be competitive in moving the football, at least in this game. Uh, so I do like the player props on the Giants side in the receiving game. I think the whole crew does. If we've seen Richie James, we see a lot of guys on Slayton. Um, I think it makes a ton of sense, right? I think we're projecting neutral to trailing game script most of the way here for the Giants. So like the Vikings in the game at three, don't love it if you're having to pay four. Certainly wouldn't lay it at four and a half or five. And to Mikey's point, because I know we like to make fun of Daniel Jones. Oh, he's not. The Giants are a pretty good football team, and they look pretty good, especially defensively, which when you're laying four or five uh, is, is hard to overcome. To Mikey's point, RJ, C is on Dalvin Cook twice, longest rush, and his rushing number, 76 and a half. We gave it out yesterday on the Prop Show. And then Prop Stars loves Justin Jefferson. 300, I believe the exact number is 342 yards to break the all-time record. So you got to believe, RJ, that the Vikings are going to do everything in their power since they already have the division wrapped up. And the Eagles have the number one seed probably locked up if they just win one more game. So now it's about taking care of your players and taking care of the health. Do you think they will target Justin Jefferson a lot today? 
I mean, they're going to target him because he's their best player. Um, I think with, with the window still open for them to get the number one seed and Philly, big underdogs today have their back quarterback, maybe through the regular season, the rest of the regular season. They're not going to write off getting that number one pick. They they think that they could do that. They obviously would rather play at home rather than having to go outdoors to, to a place like Philly in the playoffs. Um, that would suit their offense much better. So they go all out for that however you win. So that's why why I, I agree with Sia's play about the Dalvin Cook overs, because that's the way you exploit this Giants defense is running the ball against them. I believe they're 30th in uh, rush yards per play allowed. So that's probably what you do. But of course, the shot's going to be there for Jefferson. He's your, he, he's your best player by far. You want to keep him involved in the offense. And the Giants don't really have cover people that can take him out of the game like some other defenses might. Okay, keep that in mind, but probably not a bad little sprinkle, as we like to say, on a little JJ tonight, who, by the way, was at the Timberwolves game the other night, just loving being him. He loves him some him, and so do we. All right, next game, 1 Eastern today. It's a lot of games at 1 o'clock Eastern today. Bengals minus 3. It's come down to 3 now. 41.5 is the total in New England. Now, it's not as cold in New England as it is in a lot of other places, but this Patriots team has just been not good and they're coming off one of the most unexpected Mikey endings maybe in NFL history how do you come back from that when you're still very much alive in the playoff discussion yeah I mean you got to bounce back in a big way uh you know teams got to rally around him individually but they've also got to rally here I think it's a good spot for the Patriots honestly I was a little disappointed the line moved this way so quickly uh you know this thing was sitting three and a half most of the week early i thought we were going to see four even four and a half that was silly of me to think that uh i was hoping i was going to be able to bet it at four though uh, on the patriots side that they probably should have won that game against the raiders uh i'm not gonna say the bengals should have lost necessarily but they maybe didn't deserve to win against the bucks either they were very very fortunate after getting knocked around in the first half down 17 nothing they somehow got four turnovers in nine snaps against the Bucs. Uh, two of them were dropped snaps from Tom Brady. Uh, not something that's going to happen again, but the weather has actually deteriorated in this particular game. Earlier in the week, we weren't projecting this one to be quite as cold and nasty as some of the other games. And it's not going to be extreme like Cleveland or Chicago. But early in the week, it was going to be 35 and three to four miles per hour wind. Now we're down in the teens and 10, 15 mile per hour winds with gusts up to 20 here. It's a pretty big difference between a game at 32 degrees, 34 degrees. Um, so throwing throwing the ball is not going to be quite as easy. On the Bengals side, also, they've already locked in a playoff spot now based on the results of the Thursday night game. That is something to consider here as well, knowing that they're already in the playoffs. Um, you can see a little bit of a letdown. It's a must win for the Patriots. And yeah, I think that their pass rush is going to be able to get home on Burrow a little bit. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not the obvious throw it on the Bengals at minus three, like a lot of people probably think it is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, 
and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. And we talk about that all the time. For those new viewers here to the early edge, you don't just say, oh, the Bengals, because I used to be that way before I started work with these amazing, amazing NFL minds. You can't just say, oh, they can't do that. It's a different week, different team, different defense, different everything. Now, RJ, as I come to you, with all that being said, there's only three teams that have qualified for the playoffs in the AFC. Bills, Chiefs, and these Bengals. They have been rolling while the Ravens have been stalling. So do you see a Bengals that that their momentum is going to keep helping them today against the Patriots? Yeah, I think Mikey was subtweeting me here at that, that end of that comment saying oh, some people <laughs> like the Bengals. A lot of people like the Bengals. And I do agree that the Patriots are probably the sharp side here. That's why it came down from three and a half. Um, but I do like the Bengals here. I just don't think the Patriots are very well coached. I don't think their offense is very good. Um, I, I do worry about the their defense against that Cincinnati offensive line that has has had its issues this year, that's the one reason that that I, I don't you know want to go all in on Cincy. But as, as a th- at three, I, I do like playing them. You look at the look at headlines too. The uh, the Patriots are hosting Miami next week, and uh, Miami is minus three also. So it's 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 a three point game in both of those situations. Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe it's it's three the other way. But it just seems like to me, if you're equating these teams somewhat similar, no, I did have it right. Miami minus three, I think right now. Mm-hmm. And look as if I wrote that down right. So. Is Miami and Cincy equivalent? I don't think so. I think Cincy has proven they're much better than Miami at this point. 11-1 and against a spread in their last 12. Keep cashing for backers. I know that game was weird last week. Actually, for both these teams, it was kind of weird the way Cincinnati was able to come back in that game and the way the Patriots fell apart. But I just don't think that the Patriots are very good. I think the Bengals deserve to be laying probably five here in this game or even closer to six. So I would lay it with Cincy. Okay. By the way, just to point out, and we don't always buy into these narratives or, as Mikey said, the trends. But next week, Monday night, January 2nd, who's playing each other, RJ? Bills Bengals could be for the number one seed. Could be for the number one seed, January 2nd, Monday night. All right, now somebody in the chat's been asking about this next game, and we want to reward them by saying, I hear you, I see you. You're asking about the Lions over. Let's talk about it right now. Lions in Carolina today, and all of a sudden, the Lions, RJ, are the toast of the town. Minus two and a half. Total sitting on 44. They started one and six, and now they are very much alive for an NFC playoff spot. They have won it with scoring a lot, then lately playing better defense. What do you make of the Lions today in Carolina? Yeah, the market is telling you three is too much for this game. It got to three briefly, and it comes back down to two and a half, and that's kind of where it's at. I don't know that three is enough. I think the Lions are a good team, and they've proven that they're a good team over the last six weeks or so. Winning games outdoors, um, that Giants and Bears game were both colder than the game last week that they won against the Jets, which was a little bit, you know, could have went either way. They had that great play call on fourth and one um, to get that touchdown with their their blocking tight end, Brock Wright, 50 yards um, to win that game. So, We'll see if, if that can carry over here, but um, it, it, you look at their overall numbers. They're like, okay, they took a step back against the Jets. Well, the Jets don't allow anybody to get yards, but it was the most yards that the Jets allowed since week two in that game. Um, and then we saw the Jets had a little bit more success against Trevor Lawrence 
on two on Thursday than they did. Um, so I think Detroit's offense is still playing well. Their defense, like you said, playing well, allowed just 50 rush yards to the Jets, 22 to Minnesota the week before. Panthers, I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball here. I don't know that they want the, the game in Sam Darnold's hands. We saw how that worked last week. It did not work well for them. Um, so I think Detroit minus two and a half is a pretty good bet here. I do too. And I've already played it personally. But Mikey, I know that we have been taught mostly by you that you got to look at everything individually. Every week is individual. But right now, it feels like this Lions team has so much momentum that you just have to play them, no? Yeah, I mean, I'll say you don't have to play them, but I will agree that they have a ton of momentum. Uh, I think where you're seeing it show through, honestly, is on the defensive end, too. Uh, the team's really improved defensively. They're giving every ounce of effort that they have. They're really rallying around what the offense, special teams, everything has been able to do. Um, it, it's an uncomfortable game for sure. Fortunately, they're playing a Panthers team that still has a massive, massive uphill battle ahead of them as well. Um, you know, I like the under in this game. I know a lot of people like the over still. Um, look, I, I think the number still should be closer to 41 personally. Um, you know, the Lions, they're at the point in the season where this is a game that they actually could be leading a lot of the way. When we see them leading a game, I think that they are well-coached enough that they will start to eat the clock a little more. They will start to really value the possession of the ball a little bit more, especially in these conditions. Um, so I do lean to the under pretty heavily in this one, like I do in every outdoor game basically today. Uh, you know, it's still going to be cold. Wind's still right around that 10 to 12-mile-per-hour range. It's going to impact a little bit on deeper throws. It should impact the kicking game just a little bit, but – if I had to play the game, I would lay the two and a half with the Lions. Uh, I think that this is a game that that they should comfortably win. Um, but I, I do lean to the under here in this one. And just to throw it out there, people are wondering about oh my goodness, we're, we're wondering about the money line in this particular game. Is it minus one forty five? Is the money line in this game? If you don't want to lay the two and a half on the Lions. <clears throat> the fighting Dan Campbell. What's crazy is that if they were in the Carolina Panthers division, they'd be leading it right now. Interesting. All right. Now, this next game, this line also has continued to move throughout the week. Falcons on the road in Baltimore and the Ravens. Well, for several weeks, we said, oh, they'll be okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be back. They're, they're fine. They have a, a good enough record. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking up at the Bengals in first place, and now they're staring down the barrel of potentially missing the playoffs if they can't right the ship. They're laying six and a half now, the total 35 and a half. Now, this is also on the East Coast. Also could be bad weather, but Mike, Mike, Micah, Mikey, you like a play in this game as part of your big teaser or parlay. I can't remember which one. What do you like here? Yeah, I do like a play here, and this is the one that's moved against me this week. I've got four plays. Three of them got pretty strong line movement in my favor, so I'm probably going to lose those and win this one based off how the NFL goes. Uh, but I do like the Ravens in a teaser. I had them at 7.5. I thought it was the perfect teaser leg at 7.5 when they are on their home field. The market laughed and said, no, they don't deserve to be seven-point <laughs> favorites. Some of it is related to quarterback Tyler Huntley, though. He popped up on the injury report again, questionable. They've called up quarterback from the practice squad. I don't think it's a massive issue. I think he plays. I think he's fine. Uh, but it is worth noting that that is likely why this thing has moved a little bit and just weather conditions in general. Uh, don't trust Desmond Ritter yet. He's not ready to play. Uh, he focused in on one receiver last week. Drake London had 70 of the 97 yards that he had. 
Um, I, I think that the Ravens should be able to run all over it. This Falcons team wants to run the football. The Ravens, excellent run defense right now. J.K. Dobbins back on the other side. Um, I think they're healthy enough. I'd be worried about them covering the spread because I think they just control the game and get in and get out with a win personally, which is why I like them on the teaser leg a lot when the market thought they should be seven and a half point favorites. Um, still in my teaser leg, not changing anything there. Wouldn't get out of it, anything like that. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens win this football game. M squared, you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. Well, from the prop show, Prop Stars is on Dobbins over 56 and a half rushing yards. And then uh, RJC is on Tyler Huntley under 30 and a half longest completion. And he's not a guy that throws it deep downfield. Do you like fading Huntley today? I think that makes sense. He's also missing Devin DuVernay. So the number one receiver in that offense is Demarcus Robinson, not a downfield threat at all. So Tunley's probably not going to get to throw a downfield. It'll have to be a, 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 a intermediate pass. That's a catch and run. And so maybe that can happen against the Falcons. They're not a great defense, but we'll have to see that um, on the pick six podcast on Thursday. We, we do picks as well. I gave up Baltimore team total under 21 and a half. Didn't want to play the overall under, but once it became clear, Lamar wasn't going to play, wanted to get it before that key number. Cause I just don't see Baltimore scoring 20 in this game. So I think that's a good look. I think going under on Olamide Zacchaeus um, at 21 and a half um, receiving yards, he got three looks from, from uh, Ritter last week, didn't catch any of them. He hasn't topped 13 yards, I believe, in, in, in three of his last four. So that would be a good, decent way to look at it too. Should be a Baltimore running game control. But I, I think with Huntley at quarterback, six and a half is still too large. My power ratings have a Baltimore at plus one, but that was with the expectation that Lamar could be back this week So and playing at less than 100%. If you go back to their rating last week when we knew it would be Huntley, they're a minus one and a half team. That would make this line around four and a half. So I believe there's a little wiggle room. I definitely wouldn't play it with the, the Ravens on straight on the line. If you want to play them, it's got to be money line. Or maybe if you want to tease it, you could do that too. Um, but but if you're just looking at the spread, I think the Falcons could keep this close with their run game. There are several things we like to say here at the brand to kind of emphasize uh, our picks or our ideas or our opinions. One of them is don't bet on hope. And if you lay six and a half with this Ravens team, with this quarterback, the way they've been playing, you're betting on hope that they figure it out. You don't want to do that. By the way, Mikey in the chat, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to ask you. Kevin says, the city and the mayor calling for the Titans to delay the game today. Are you hearing that there? Yes, that is uh, that is a thing. I don't think that it's going to happen. I think it's too late to have asked for that. Um, I, I think that they probably should have asked for it at least yesterday before they did that, but yeah, there's lots of rolling blackouts in the area. Um, a lot of people not pleased with it because last night, like every NFL stadium the night before, you're going to see every NFL stadium the night before is all lit up. Everything is there shining. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the area did not appreciate Broadway being all lit up and the stadium being all lit up while everyone else was in rolling blackouts when the temperature was minus one outside. Uh, they I'd, did be not appreciate I'd be mad that, too. So. I'd be mad too. I would be um, mad too. Well, yeah, so that it's happening. I don't think that the NFL is going to honor the at this point. I think it's probably too late in the game for that, considering the kickoff is in two hours. Um, gates open for the game in like twenty minutes. So yeah, I don't <laughs> think that uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But we will see. We'll see how much of that uh, brown liquor and one of my favorite songs I like to say is going to be consumed. Asking people to stand out in the parking lot for an extra. 
two, three, four hours. That's just I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. Quick chat question, RJ. Huntley's number is 155 and a half for his passing yards. Would you like the under in that game? Um, yeah, I think you could probably play him under. Atlanta doesn't have a, a great pass defense, but they're much better against the pass than they are the run. So the game plan for Baltimore should be to run it with Dobbins, to run it with Gus Edwards as well, and not to throw it a ton. And, and when they do throw it, not to go downfield, like Mikey was saying. So I think it's going to be hard for Huntley to throw for a ton of yards here. Seems like a game where he's going to get to, you know, 100 to 120. Mikey, go. Yeah, I would say – I honestly, I like taking the under pregame. If you have an opportunity to bet them live, many books will let you bet player props, especially quarterback passing yards live. Um, mm-hmm. When you look to bet that live is if the game's still tied or they're, they fall behind, right? If they're leading this game, don't touch it. You're fine. Okay. I would and start you, on the under. You start on the under. And then if, if they get behind, you would bet the over. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because the live over would come down and you you definitely have the opportunity to middle that because you'd probably gain 30 to 40 yards difference. Boom, 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 and boom. Uh, By the way, Steven says Dobbins rush prop at 69 and a half now pays to watch live. I say it all the time. You can watch us on demand, but the most value is watching my guys and gals live. All right, next game. And the commanders, because of their tie, that actually helps them against teams like the Lions, and you're talking about wild, wild card spots, but they have a very – they can't be worried about the playoffs today. Oh, no, they're traveling, and this is a 4:05 Eastern game to a place, a team that is rolling even with a backup quarterback who's becoming the darling of the NFL. So, RJ, I'm going to start with you. 49ers are laying seven, the fighting Brock Purdy's. Total at 39 and a half, and Washington coming off that awful performance. They wanted to blame it on the rest. Bottom line is they only scored 12 points. They didn't deserve to win that football game, and now they have to travel all the way to the West Coast. Start us off. Yeah, with seven for most of the week, it's come down to six and a half. I believe the total's a little bit down now. Um, and that's because Washington has a very good defense. They haven't given up more than 21 points since week four. So San Francisco's offense probably can't run away with this game. And that offense, you know, they were had a very easy matchup last week on Thursday night. I know they were traveling, but they played a Seattle defense that has not played well. Didn't score a ton of points in that game. And they did, I believe, get a free touchdown there. Um, I believe it was before halftime, a terrible turnover where they got like a two-yard touchdown, two-yard touchdown drive uh, there. So um, San Francisco offense... Uh, as good as they are um, at some of the skill positions and offensive line. Um, they're not scoring a ton of points there with, with Brock Purdy, who has played solid. And this is a tough matchup for him. That's why you see this number come down um, to six and a half now. So I w- I kind of liked Washington at plus seven. Um, I'm just not, I'm worried about their offense. Um, you know, they might need to th- just score 13 to cover, but will they do that with Taylor Heineke not playing as well? And little whispers that we could see Carson Wentz at some point inserted back into the lineup. And when you're a, ca- a quarterback of that caliber, you need to be focused on the game. You can't be hearing those whispers and, and have to worry about that. Um, so, so I don't know how he plays in this game against this very, very tough matchup. One of the best defenses in the league. So probably a game that's going to stay under. I don't really want to touch it. It does kind of feel that way. And Mikey, whenever we talk about quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks, and this is technically not what this is anymore. I mean, Brock has been there for a few games. He's settled in. 49ers players love him. And the same can be said for the commanders and Taylor Heineke. So if he is unable to play, how big of a difference in your mind does that make for the commanders bringing in potentially Carson Wentz? 
I mean, it, it makes a little bit of a difference, but I'm not going to pretend like one is massively better than the other in terms of affecting a point spread. Um, you know, it, it certainly wouldn't be ideal on the commander's side to, to bring them in. Um, if they're bringing them in, it's because things aren't going well in the game already, right? They're not bringing them in in a neutral situation unless he gets hurt. Um, so it, it's obviously not a situation you want to be in. But it, say he were to start this game over Heineke, I, I think it impacts the point spread by one point. Uh, I don't okay. want to pretend it would really have any more impact than that. Uh, as far as the game here goes, I, I had the 49ers in a teaser once again uh, on the wrong side of this one. Fortunately, I knew that that was a, a risk, which is why we have them in a teaser leg. Just need them to win the game. Don't need anything else here in this spot. Um, you know, I, I, it, the move makes sense to six and a half, especially with Young here uh, on, on the defensive line for the commanders. But it's a lot like the Ravens, right? So we don't see tons of massive like line movement when Lamar's out, like you might think, because it's more of a product of the system. Same thing here in San Francisco. The quarterback isn't asked to do a ton here in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan puts people in positions to succeed. He's got legitimate weapons, most notably Christian McCaffrey here. Um, I think they get in and get out with the win here. I, I would not bet them minus six and a half or minus seven to cover the spread, however. Um, but I do feel pretty confident they escape with the win. Mikey says something very, very important right there. Get in and get out. RJ, go. Yeah, I want to add one thing. Motivation has come up a few times about playoff teams. What are they playing for? They've qualified this, that, and the other. San Francisco is the one that I think motivation could be a factor. They won their division last week. They won the game they had to against the only team that could have caught them in Seattle. So they're locked in their division. They're not going to go down to the four seed with the NFC South. They're not going to catch one. If anybody's going to catch one, it's going to be Minnesota. So if they're going to go all out, it's going to be to host the number two, the number two to versus three seed if it gets that far. But I think that isn't as big a motivation as trying to get that one seed in the bye, trying to make the playoffs in general. So if there's going to be any step back in motivation, get players healthy, not 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 try as hard, essentially. It might be with San Francisco over these last few weeks. Very, very, very interesting. Mikey, go. Yeah, quickly on Christian McCaffrey as well. It's worth noting that he was the Pro Bowl snub, uh, was voted by the mm. fans, was not voted by his peers. We will see how well that sits with him. The team has obviously been very vocal about it on social media as well. Uh, what that impacts most is likely anytime touchdown scoring markets. Um, that's where I would look on McCaffrey. Mm, mm. I love when we can use motivation to talk about betting because it matters sometimes to these guys. And I think that's a great, great point. All right. The game we've all been talking about for five days. We were on it. In fact, Mikey, you were on it way before Adam Schefter, way before anybody said, hey, he's not playing. And then all week, he could play. He might play. We all knew he wasn't going to play. No. The line started at one the other way. Now it's at whew, four and a half, 47 and a half. It had been changing like the wind. So AB is on Dak Prescott to score, to throw at least one interception today. But let's break this down. Mikey, let's start with you. The Minshews, the fighting Minshews of the Eagles, number one seed. They've only lost once. They only need to win one game to secure the number one seed. Start us off. Yeah, I like the spot uh, for the Eagles still. You know, obviously, I have the much better number at six. Uh, I still like it at four and a half. I don't love it. Uh, you know, I'm much higher on the Eagles, much lower on the Cowboys than the market has been at times. Um, look, when you're a backup quarterback like Minshew, it's so much easier to come into a game when you've got time to prepare for it. 
it's also an opponent that the team in general has scouted incredibly well. It's a divisional opponent. Now you get to play indoors in a dome. It's a lot easier to develop chemistry and timing with receivers quicker when you're not fighting the elements as well. I would much rather him play this game here than at home. As crazy as that sounds, I'm glad the game is in Dallas versus Philly in these kind of conditions. Uh, this is the best situation Minshew's ever had. He's got an absolutely elite offensive line, talented playmakers around him with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard back for this game, an awesome weapon when you're a backup quarterback needing someone to check down to. And then the defense, I think they're fantastic as well. Uh, I just think it's a great spot for him. And I think he's got all the motivation in the world to go out there and play well. And I think the Eagles want to rally around him. I don't think Jalen Hurts is playing again until the playoffs. Personally, we will see when he comes back. But I, I think that uh, some within the team kind of know that. And I think you'll see the team really rally around Gardner Minshew, knowing that it's not just one start coming from him. But you talk about just getting in and getting out. This feels like this Eagles team is going to try to do that today, RJ. And it's not like, though, that teams have been unable to score on the Eagles. They get up 20 to Chicago, 22 to the Giants, 33 to Green Bay, so 32 to Washington. So you can score on this team. So do you think the Eagles will have to score a lot in order to win this game? I think it's possible, but I think they can. Um, they're playing the Cowboys, but they're not really playing the Cowboys defense. So many injury injuries injuries on that on the report and the final report, guys questionable. Key guys, Mike Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, um, pass rushers. It, it's just it's going to be a, a limited defense for them, and that, it gives him more of a chance to succeed. So I believe the Eagles will be able to score points. We talk about the motivation factor. We're going to do it with the Sunday night game here with Franco Harris. But then you look at Gardner Minshew. He played for Mike Leach. We we tragically lost Mike Leach. Uh, you know, but I think it was about a week ago. And uh, he and Gardner Minshew missed the first practice of the week, even knowing he was a starter because he wanted to go to Mike Leach's memorial service. He spoke at the memorial service. I mean, that's he's going to have a heavy heart going into this game. Wants to play well for his mentor here. So if you're going to use motivation as a factor um, in some of these other games, uh, I, I don't think there's any spot where there's bigger motivation than Gardner Minshew playing in this game, his first as a starter um, this year, where he's actually played pretty well as a starter, especially for this Eagles team when he's had to play. And he talked in that speech, RJ, about how Mike Leach used to encourage him to be himself and to not change for anybody else. And we've seen that. And he said on the field and off the field. So take that for what it's worth. But I think that's a great, great point by RJ. And now in our final game, there's also going to be motivation from the entirety of Steeler Nation or whatever they call it in Pittsburgh. No disrespect. But this was all about Franco Harris. This was all about 50 years. And then he tragically passed away at the age of 72 earlier this week. But the celebration will go on. So tonight at 8.15 Eastern time. Mikey, I didn't even let you talk about the Eagles Cowboys, did I? No, I did. Did you? I did. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I felt like it's. I, I ranted on it for like six minutes. That's probably why you forgot. <laughs> you probably turned it out. He was so moved by my Gardner Minshew point that he forgot it. He was just like, I didn't even think about the Mike Leach thing. That's true. All right. So now I just ruined my own flow. 8.15 Eastern tonight. Total 30. Excuse me. This is now two. Steelers two. 38 and a half as the Lions just keep moving on. All right. So Micah is on the Steelers money line. But RJ, you're on the Steelers and you're okay to lay the two. 
Yeah, I think that they're going to win this game by at least three. They they match up well here. They have an offense that's run for 150 plus yards in three of their last four against a New England, um, against a Vegas defense that just gave up a ton of rushing yards to New England. Um, and their defense can stop the run and make Derek Carr throw where he's not played well in cold weather. Then you get the emotional factor. You get the coaching itch factor. I talked about it earlier. You also get on third downs. New the Vegas defense excelled on third downs against New England. Went two of 13, but Pittsburgh's offense was 12 of 16 against Carolina on third down and that was with the backup quarterback now you get Kenny Pickett back in you can do a little bit more in the run game he's a pretty solid run, rushing quarterback it's going to be a little bit harder to defend this Pittsburgh offense um, and, and I think that they're they're actually consistently pretty good on third downs eighth in the league in third down rate so I think they have the edge there um, in that situation and then if there's any possible way I don't think any books are going to give this out if you can bet over 0.5 amazing catches from George Pickens to honor the immaculate reception. He's going to probably put the best catch of the season up, up in this game at some point because he's going to want to show out here. I still have a futures ticket in my, what do you know, queue or whatever you call it, on George Pickens to be the rookie, offensive rookie of the year. He has started to play like the star at times, the glimpses that everybody thinks he is going to be. But Mikey, tonight, the Steelers need to focus on the fact that we've been sleeping on them all year. And now that other teams are stumbling, they are now very much alive in the playoff discussion if they can finish quickly. Do you like the fact that Pickett is back under center? I do. Yeah, I like the fact that Pickett is back there. I think it gives them a little more options in general here. Love the, the spot overall, though. Uh, I like the under in the game. I think the Raiders really, really struggle in this particular spot. I think the Steelers have a significant home field advantage, a significant coaching advantage. I don't think Carr plays very well in cold weather. Uh, we, we talk about that with a few quarterbacks. We've got a big enough sample size, in my opinion, on Derek Carr in the cold. This one's going to be especially cold here. It's one of the worst weather games of the, of the day, uh, mostly because it's at night. Obviously, the sun has completely disappeared at this point. We're talking 12 to 13 degrees. Winds sustained 15, 20 miles per hour, gusts 35 to 40. Um, if the Raiders do win, it'll be a defensive score. It'll be an incredibly low-scoring game. Um, yeah, I like unders pretty much everywhere across the board here, and I like for the Steelers' defense to, uh, to get home and disrupt things here. And I do want to point out we will not be having a night show tonight counting down to that. We're giving the crew the entire night off. So this is the only show of the day to reiterate. All right, so those are all of the games today. But the one thing we love to do on the weekends, and to give you a little added value, a little added bonus to start thinking about next week, we call it the look ahead. And RJ, what game and team are you looking ahead to this week? Well, we're going to back a team that's not playing today. It's the Green Bay Packers, minus two and a half, because they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. The market has hated Minnesota for weeks. Whatever they do against the Giants, another team that the market's like fading, that it's not going to change um, that the market is going to want to fade Minnesota. Green Bay's offense coming together, receivers all healthy finally. We saw they kind of took a step forward last week, um, and I think they're going to keep doing that. Um, people expect them to compete with Miami, especially with that Miami defense. If they put up a big number on that Miami defense, this line's going to have to get to three. People are going to want to fade minnesota playing outdoors here and it might even get over the three so i think backing green bay especially if they can we're not going to know uh, when these if these lines do um re-release later today if that's what vegas decides to do um we're not going to know what green bay has done but if they do go out and upset the dolphins i mean i can't see any way that this is even under three even at three it's probably going to be higher than that and really pay attention to that because green bay you're going to look at them if you go and, and google all oh, playoff scenarios They've got several things that need to happen, but the one thing that has to happen 
is they have to win all three games. That has to happen. So pay attention to that result against the Dolphins. And then remember what RJ just said. If you want to get it in early before the line, well, before the, the official lines come out and then they change day to day. All right. What a great show today. How much fun was that? A little combination. But grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And we have a lot. Again, you don't have to bet everything we give you. We just have an incredible crew. And they give out their best bets, and you can take the information for what it is quickly. M squares on the Eagles, Packers, Vikings, Teaser, Ravens, and the 49ers. AB, Derrick Henry over 12 and a half receiving yards. Dak Prescott to throw an interception. Adam Thielen to catch a pass longer than 19 and a half. The Maestro weighing in. Travis Kelsey over five and a half catches. Titans minus three. Remember on Kelsey, his yardage as well from the prop show. Then RJ White, Lions, Bears, Steelers, Saints, Browns under. And then a teaser, Saints, Rams, and Richie James with a prop over three and a half catches. Then Allie, her first ever NFL play, Darius Slayton, longest reception over 21 and a half, and Micah on the Titans under. Uh, and there is all of our prop picks. Just soak them all in. Just let them sit there for a second. See you and prop stars and Uncle Dave. But you got to watch that show live as well because they give you all the reasons. And then you can look ahead as well. Now, <clears throat> we also... And it was like 45 minutes ago. We gave you out a mini donkey and a mini donkey teaser, sort of. Mikey, take us through, please. Yes, we've got the uh, the mini donkey here. We're hitting all the weather games uh, that I think have the biggest impact here. We're talking cold and winds of at least 10 to 15 miles per hour, which have a very strong track record of the under hitting. We're going Bills at Bears under 40. Bengals at Patriots under 41 and a half. Saints at Browns under 32, Falcons at Ravens under 35, and then the Sunday night game, Raiders at Steelers under 38, plus 2493 when you put it all together. And how about the little teaser you put together for us as well? Little same thing teaser here, uh, same games. We're going to do a six-point teaser, going to pay plus 400 across the board. Now, listen, we don't typically tease totals. We're breaking a rule today. We love that the Saints and Browns game, we still get this to 38, keeping us alive with a 20 to 17 result. But we're going Bills Bears under 46, Bengals Patriots under 47 and a half, Saints Browns under 38, Ravens under 41, and then Raiders Steelers under 44. If you cannot have fun today with all the picks we gave you, with all the information we gave you, then I don't know if you can have fun any day, all right? I want you all to be safe. I want you all to travel safely wherever you might be. But we like to end every single one of our shows a certain way. But today I just thought maybe it'd be cool for you just to have a platform just to say whatever you want to say because not everybody's going to be here tomorrow. RJ, your thoughts? Well, I'm thankful for everybody that's here um, sticking with us, even on the holiday day. You know, you guys are a great community and it makes it fun to come out here and talk football um, week in and week out with you guys. Try not to miss any episodes because love the support we get from this community and, um, you know, love being able to do what we do here. So thanks to everyone that's in the chat. Thanks to everyone that is going to download this and listen to it today and carve out a little bit of their holiday weekend with the Early Edge group. No doubt it means the world to us. Mikey, your thoughts, sir? Yeah, well said with RJ there. I uh, appreciate everybody's support. It means a lot uh, that you guys want to spend your time consuming all the content that we put out there. Hope that we've made you guys a little better, a little smarter. You've definitely made us better. You've definitely made us smarter with all the feedback over the years. And enjoy the day today. Let's root for a few punts, maybe a fumble, <laughs> maybe a missed field goal. Let's go under. 
That is so well said. And I got to tell you, this is it's kind of the Wild West still out here in the sports betting community. And if I, if you would have told me five years ago when I left ESPN that this is where I'd be sitting in five years and be having the time of my life, I would have told you were crazy. But, man, we love doing this, but we can't do it without all of you at home taking the time. So thank you to all of you. One more added bonus today. Caesars has decided to ask us, just little old us, to just weigh in. A little same-game parlay with props that you can find at Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, plus 2,300. I even have a pick in this one. So take a look. It's plus 2,300, and Caesars has been nice enough to partner with us today on Christmas Eve to make things a little bit more fun for you at home. Matthew says, Coach, I love you and the crew. Thanks for all you do. Let's go. Couldn't say it any better myself. All right. I'm going to go spend the day with my kids, cashing tickets, and loving on them and paying it forward. So with that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You got your marching orders. Let's take all of these holiday tickets to rate to the pay window for my entire crew. Damn it, do I love them all. M squared, the stoic one, RJ White, the maestro, Alabama, Micah, Snake, AB, Buckets. Who am I missing? Speculator, Asia. I mean, everybody. I know I missed several, but from all of us to all of you, have a great Christmas Eve. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time live, 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 live right here at the early edge. Good luck. CBS Sunday after the equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions if you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.